0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Keeping It Real Talk. Amen. I pray that everyone had a blessed weekend and that your Monday was a wonderful day. I pray that on Sunday you were able to get something to carry you through this week and you got a good word. Amen. Um, I am just going to be doing a little, few little things while we're getting started. As you know, I always ask that you... Um, Post the name of your church, your church location, and your pastor's name. You never know who is watching and looking for a church home. So please, please make sure that you do that. Um, as
1: always, you are welcome to join in with us at Holly Grove Church of Christ Disciples of McCulllen Road in the beautiful city of Clinton, North Carolina,
0: where I am the pastor. Um, we will be having actually this first Sunday coming on October the 2nd. We're going to have our very first virtual service. Although I always post, it's good to see you, Minister Wise. Um, although I do uh, live stream from Facebook, the regular services on 2nd and 4th, the virtual service is a little bit different. The way that it runs is that we are um it'll only be um, announcements that will be shown on the screen, and then we will have uh, two songs after which you will hear a word from me. We will start at eleven, and we should be done um, no later than eleven thirty or eleven forty-five, depending on the Holy Spirit. We don't rush the Holy Spirit, but just giving you an idea of what it will be. You are welcome to join us in the house because i will actually be broadcasting from the church but if you want you can just catch me on the facebook page or if you are a friend of Holly Grove church of christ disciples of christ you can uh, catch it on their page um so i invite you to join in with us amen so tonight we are ready to go ahead and get into the word of god Um, I do want you to know that I would like for you to, um, hello, Sister Meals. I'm always giving you, um, bits and pieces of good information. If you go to YouTube, you will see Indoor Entertainment Live, uh, channel. Please like the channel. Um, actually my broadcast tonight is actually broadcasting, um, over there as I am a part of Indoor. Um, also you can, um, catch it on Indoor Entertainment on Facebook. So if you don't um, get me here, you can always catch it there. It's good to see you, Sister Butler. Um, Blessings to you all, and thanks for your support. So uh, please go to the YouTube channel, Indoor Entertainment, um, and uh, like it, and ding the bell. Follow them so uh, you can be a blessing to the company. Amen? And it is a wonderful company with lots of different personalities that are getting the word out in our own ways amen so let's get into the word tonight tonight um we are going to talk about um the parable of the ten virgins so i'm going to be in matthew the 25th chapter starting at the first verse and i'm going to go through the first uh first through the 12th verses and if i was to offer you a title tonight it would be you can't fix it on judgment day you can't fix it on judgment day and i'm talking to the church i'm talking to the people um that call themselves the church we love to talk about our love for the lord oh i love the lord oh i do this i do that but the question is how much oil you got in your lamp because you can't fix it on judgment day We are in our rehearsal now. You know, there was a song that says, this is just a rehearsal. And that is so true because life is just a rehearsal for living eternally with the Lord. Um, But if you can't get it right in rehearsal, you won't be able to be in the main act. Um, You'll be cut from the show. So here's the thing, and and this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. I want you to look at the five foolish and the five wise. And we're going to talk about the fact that you can't fix it on judgment day. The church needs to have your act together. Now, we need to stop pretending. We need to stop play acting. And, uh, and, and putting out one face while we act in another. The scripture says, then shall the kingdom of heaven, and this is when the Lord was given a parable and this parable was used. And then I'm gonna go through and we're gonna talk about the parable itself. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto 10 virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom, which is Jesus. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And what are we talking about? Let's stop right there and let's discuss
1: it. When it's talking about the foolish with no oil, it means they had no words. how holy they are, how wonderful they are. We are a church
0: that we love, and I love everybody, and I this and that, but you ain't got no works to prove nothing that you say. Your life don't speak for you. It's not speaking what your lips is speaking. Now, it's gonna speak for you, but it ain't speaking what your mouth's saying, because your mouth is giving lip service unto the Lord, but your heart and the works that you do don't prove it. But then you got the wise ones that says, who took which wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps that means they got some works to follow them they didn't just have faith without works they had some works that's your oil you need some oil church where is your oil because you ain't showing forth no works you hollering about you part of the church where's your works see what we're finding here is that on the day of judgment, instead of having some works, God's gonna have a list of alts for you. He's gonna have those those things of where he's gonna be talking like he was talking to the church and uh the, the different seven churches of Asia Mountain, because he's gonna be saying to you, look here. Uh yeah, I saw your good uh I, I saw when you you did this, I, I saw when yeah, you, you did that but i have somewhat against you and it's gonna and he's gonna start telling you those things because you don't have no work which is the oil for your life see you're gonna stand before him as a vessel that's empty we need to start learning that faith without works is dead it's good to see you sister azale and then it goes on and it says while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And what are we saying? We're talking about before, while we're in our waiting time right now, while we're waiting on Jesus, he's tarrying, because he's giving you the opportunity. But here's what it says. It says, the, uh, but it says, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. It's good to see your own Brother Cole. Here's the thing. You don't need to be sleeping if you ain't got no oil for your lamp. You don't need to be slumbering and sleeping like you got your thing going on, hollering about, I'm the church, but you ain't got no works to go with your faith. Because then you ain't got no oil for your lamp. There ain't no oil in your vessel. And at midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. That means they started putting together their stuff. They start organizing. And here's the thing. There were five foolish ones that didn't have nothing to organize. The only thing that they could organize was, well, I talked about this person. I helped spread gossip wait i ain't got the right things to organize while the five wives was over there organizing how they had assembled themselves together they tried they kept the commandments they sh- they didn't kill they didn't steal they won't envy. they're going to be talking about how they showed forth love one to another they was in fellowship with each other see because they got some works here how they helped those that had little when they had they gave how they shared theirs and they gave until when they were hungry they fed them when they were unclothed they clothed them see these are the ones that's going to be organizing their works because they got some oil in the vessel what you got ask yourself can you look back over your life and say that if jesus came today Amen. You're blessed. Blessings to you. Um, If Jesus came today, which set of virgins would you be? Ask yourself the question, what have you been doing with your life? Have you been going around telling people the good news of Jesus Christ? Have you tried to help someone along the way? Have you told someone the good news? Have you helped your brother when they were down, regardless of whether they helped you when you were down? Did you do it because God said so? Were you obedient when he
1: told you to do something? Or did you procrastinate? Did you whine and moan and grunt? Because you didn't get what you asked for yesterday. Did you have faith and just trust and believe that I prayed about
0: it, God's got it, and it's going to be done? Or did you sit there and tell him, well, you know, I asked for this 10 days ago, and it still ain't got." What do you do? Because, see, here's the thing that I'm finding. is the church has a lot of people sitting in it, whining, moaning, groaning, and complaining. We groan, and we make the Lord groan in his spirit because we do more complaining than we do praising. We can tell him what he ain't done for us, but we can't tell him what we done for him because we ain't doing nothing but complaining, whining, moaning, and groaning. Oh, I've been in the pandemic too long. Oh, I've been down too long. Oh, I can't make it. Oh, when you're going to do this? Oh, we, you know, we spend so much time complaining. If you stop for a moment, you could see that you ain't got no no right to complain because you would see all the good that God has done. If you stop for a moment and looked over your life and look back at moments in your life, you see how far he has kept you. But we don't do that because, see, in the moment of troubles, we complain and whine and groan. And then just as soon as he blesses for that moment, we praise him. Oh, the Lord brought me out. And then just as soon as something else comes, you write back. And here's the here's the kicker. The other part is when it ain't nothing going on, we forget him. He going to have the ought that you forgot your first love with a lot of us that claim and proclaim ourselves to be children of God. Where's your oil, baby? Where's your oil? Because see, a lot of us going to come up before the Lord, and when we get there to the wedding, you ain't going to have your lamps trimmed and burning, because you ain't got no oil to burn. We better watch that. It says, but the the then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. That's those that think that your mama's holiness is going to cover you. That your grandmama's holiness can take you in. Well, my mama was a pastor. My mama was a preacher. My daddy was a bishop. So I know I'm in, baby. Uh-uh. Their life has got to be answered for them. Yours will be held accountable to you. Nobody else's righteousness will cover you. Nobody else's works will cover you. You will answer for yourself. It don't matter if you're 5, 15, or 50. You're going to answer for yourself. You understand what I'm saying? As the church, we need to understand that just because you carry the name that I was a member of this church, that ain't going to put you in heaven. Because when you get up there and say, I was a member of Christ, Holiness, Baptist, Methodist, United in Grace Covenant Church, and I was always there on Sunday. He going to look at you and say, and what did you do? Let me look at your oil. Oh, you ain't got nothing. Because the only thing that you can tell is that you was a member of that church and you was there on Sunday. But I remember when I sent Sister Bertha to you because Sister Sister Bertha didn't have no food for her and her three children. And when you got, when she knocked on your door, you peeked through the crack and said, oh, Lord, it's Bertha." and you acted real quiet rather than open the door and give her the extra food that you had that i had given you he's gonna say to you but i also remember when i sent brother martavius over to your house this boy had been a homeless man he was getting his life together and i sent him to you for a a a, five dollars that was all he needed to get those pair of pants for church And you said I ain't got it, but I had just sent you a five hundred dollar check. See, these are the kind of things that God is going to bring up about. What did you do? Did you
1: were you obedient to the things that I asked of you? What did you do? Did you feed me when I didn't feed you, Lord? He gonna say when I
0: sent. sister bertha over to your house that was me be careful you never know when you're entertaining angels so you got to be careful how we treat people you said you see people in the church you know what they need but rather than offer it you instead sit back and talk about it if you see that the sister's shoes it's the winner and she got her open-toed shoes on because that's all she's been wearing, then you might want to say, sister, what's your shoe size? And then if it's your shoe size, go look at your shoes and give her some if you can't afford to go buy her some. If it's snow out there, she ain't got no business in an open-toed shoe when you got seven pairs of boots in the house and you're only wearing one, because those are your favorites. You better start looking at your life, church, (laughs) calling yourself to church. You better hope you got oil in your lamp, because on judgment day, you can't fix it. If it ain't fixed when you get there, it's not going to be an opportunity afterwards. See, because when we stand before the Lord, on the day of judgment that's when he's going to be judging not forgiving understand what I'm saying we get this idea because people like to tell us that oh you can live this dirty life and as long as you say Lord forgive me before you pass then you good to go but I'm here to tell you that you better go back and read the scripture because it says, "Faith without works is dead." It is by your faith that you do the works. So you got to be doing them. You can't just walk into heaven any kind of way. It's good to see your own um, brother, Austin. You are not going to walk into heaven. You do not live the filthy, dirty, nasty life. Because in my Bible, I don't know about what Bible you read. But in my Bible, it tells me that the same way you fall is the way that you get up. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. That's what it tells me. So if you don't live this filthy, dirty life and you drop dead, you think that because in the last breath, you say, forgive me. Baby, that don't work like that. Because if that was the case, we would all spend a little bit more time doing whatever we wanted. Not being worried about, I might not get the opportunity to say that. So we don't live our lives that way. You live your life as if this is your last breath. That means you work. You live it right. It's good to see you, Sister Stevens. That you do the things that God has called. Put some oil in your vessel. So that when the day of judgment comes and the bridegroom comes, your lamp can burn bright it says but the wise answer saying not so lest there be not enough for us and you but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself see here's the thing that's what i'm talking about see when you get there and talking about i know i got it made because my grandmama was a praying woman my grandmama was holy your grandmama gonna look at you and be like baby I can't give you mine because I got just enough for me to make it in. I told you about the Lord. I preached to you. I was telling you about the word. I prayed for you. I said, you need to come in. You need to get your life together. Now, I gave you what I could, and that was then, but I'm standing before the judgment now. And I ain't got nothing but enough oil for me. Your pastor... You're going to be like, well, pastor, she prayed, yeah? And I'm going to be like, baby, I prayed for you. I preached the gospel to you. I was teaching and preaching the word of God. I had Monday nights that I was teaching. I had Wednesday nights that I was teaching. But, baby, let me tell you, I ain't got nothing but enough oil for me. You're going to need to go and see if
1: you got time. So go ahead. Is Who are those that read your scriptures,
0: go over to Revelation, and read about those that are left behind? They're the ones that's going to be trying to gather some oil because the Lord is going to call the church out. And they're going to be left in the tribulatory time. And those are the ones that's trying to get some oil because they ain't got none. I don't want to go out because I want to make it in when he comes. I want to go back with him. I want to sit at the table and then he can do the judging of the rest of the world. But let me have my seat. So we need to start asking ourselves, do I have enough oil? Because here's the thing, where are you going to find some oil on judgment day? You ain't going to be able to find none because the very people that sell is going to be in the line too. And they gonna be looking at you like girl please boy you better go i ain't got no order to say you i need all the oil i got because don't you know i got to come before the king i ain't got no order to give you so you better look at your life and ask yourself what you're doing with it are you walking around claiming to be a part of the church but you the very one that caused problems in the church what do I mean? I, I I talk about it all the time. Let's just be real. This is keeping it real talk. So let's keep it real. You know, are you the one that you run and tell somebody what somebody said, but you got to add a little extra so it sounds bad? Somebody says something and they might not have really been being belittling, but you'll take it back to that person because you think that they're going to get upset and you're gonna get to see some real interaction because let's be honest when you do that you are really trying to start troubles that's that's just the truth of the matter you trying to start trouble when you carry discord into the church and you do things like that. you're trying to start something with people you ain't trying to be uh oh, well i didn't mean yes you did you meant every bit of what you did. You meant to cause the problem. You meant to stir up mess. You you know, they, they call them the pot stirrer. You meant to stir the pot. You were hoping you was going to get to see some action when you ran over there and told that person something. And we got those. Then you uh, got to deal with the ones, let's be real, we're going to keep it real, in the church. The person come in, got dreams and goals. They want to help the church. You that main one that are still people's dreams because you start telling them how they can't do it. They, oh, I don't think you should be a deacon. Oh, I don't think you should be a mother. Let me tell you, first of all, when it comes to the deacon, you ain't got no business running your mouth, period, anyway. Because it won't the people that call the deacons. It was the the preachers that said, look among you and find seven of good report. And now, if they have all of those things that the Bible say, then you don't make the decision, I make the decision to send them. Your pastor makes the decision to send them to get formal training. But you will sit right there and try to tell people what they should and should be. What are you? And who made you the boss? Who put you in charge of telling everybody what their job is in the church? I want to know. I grew, I came up under some people like that. There was a few that wanted to tell me what my job supposed to be. But see, I've always been very strong-willed, shall we say. <laughs> As I've told y'all before, I've always been one that was easy to speak my mind. So before the Lord helped bridle the tongue, I was pretty good at telling you that um, thanks for your, uh, your assessment, but I'm going to go with this anyway. So we need to start learning to pay attention to your own life. Stop learning with other people's. Stop trying to sit in the church and want to tell everybody what they should and shouldn't do who should be where you want to run the pulpit you want to run the choir stand you want to run the usher board you want to run the deacon board you want to run
1: the trustee board you want to run the mother board. what if i ask you what have you
0: done for jesus what you gonna be able to tell me other than to say, well, I give direction to people. No, he didn't need you to direct nobody because he done already told them what to do. What you doing? See, we the church, but we want to run our mouths too much. Sometimes the church people need to shut up. Just shut up. I told y'all, sometimes I have to get it just, just plain. Shut up. Not be quiet. Shut up because sometimes you be quiet but it, you're quietly whispering under your breath I need you to shut up because sometimes your mouth is going to write you a ticket straight to hell because we run it and we and while we running it we run people down we criticize people We make people don't want to come to church. We make people don't want to work in the church. We stop people from moving forward in their ministry that the Lord has given unto them because of our mouths. So you better check yourself and find out, do you have enough oil? Because on judgment day, you can't fix it. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And this is where the problem is. See, while you busy running your mouth and trying to tell everybody what job they need to be doing, you're going to be looking at everybody, pointing to them, telling them what. And Jesus done stopped in midair. And you're going to be pointing to look around and be you the only thing there. Because he done came. And the problem is you don't have no oil for your land. He going to come and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. The door's gonna be shut, closed. The gates are gonna slam shut and you're gonna hear the lock go into place. Afterward came also the other virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you're not. There's gonna be a whole bunch of Holy ghosts, five baptized, sanctified, fell from heaven, Got my wings headed to heaven anyhow. That ain't gonna get in because their mouth done bought them a ticket straight to hell for eternity. Why? Because they won't doing no works of the Lord. Instead, they was causing troubles in the church. They weren't being a help. They were being a hindrance. They had used up what little oil they had, and it had evaporated so that when the bridegroom came, they didn't have enough oil for their lamps. You got to keep your lamp trimmed and burning. That means you got to continuously work, because if you don't work, then you will have nothing to go into your lamp. The way that the lamp keeps trimmed the burning, you know when they uh back in the day or, or even now, some of us, uh, I don't know, a lot of people got backup generators these days. But back in my day, when I was little, you had the oil lamp. And anytime, especially when it got in the winter time, because you was worried, because the, they had a tendency to go uh to get cold and your, your electricity would go out. But you always have. And you always saw that they had the lamp, and it was never empty. Even when we weren't using it, they would have it sitting on the little mantles. And it would have that red oil in it, or it would have kerosene. So For those that couldn't afford that fragrant oil, you had kerosene. And it sat there, always at the ready. And that's representation of what our lives are supposed to be be like, according to the five wise virgins. You should always have your oil in the lamp. The lamp should be trimmed and burning. You should be ready at the go. And there should be oil in your vessel. What does it mean? It means that there should be your life that has that's the oil that's already in the lamp. That's your life, that's your faith. But then your works should be in the vessel so that when you get there, he can see your faith. But then he can look through your vessel and count your works. He can look and say, this one right here, they got all inside the lamp, but they got an overflow of works. I
1: see the stuff that they did. I see that they fed me when I was hungry. They helped me when I needed help. They gave me
0: a hand up not a handout. I see where they didn't talk about me, but they helped me to go forth. I see where they gave me a word for God from the heavens to encourage me as I walked along this way. I see somebody that told me about Jesus. I see where they told me about the Lord Jesus, the good shepherd, the one that came and gave his life. I see where they told somebody my story, They gave them the history. They let them know that I walked down through Route 66. I see where they told someone about my love for them. I see where they gave someone hope for a better day. I see where they did work in the church i see where they worked on the job i see where they worked in their homes i see where they worked in the community they got a whole bunch of oil inside their vessels how many of you can say that you have a lot of oil inside your vessels and you're still adding to this day how many of you if god came back right now would be able to say i can enter into the gates because on judgment day i can't fix it so i'm fixing it now how many of you will walk in We're all in your lamps and all in your vessels. How many of you will need to go and see if you can get some oil to go in your lamp so that when you come back, the gates have been closed, judgment day has happened, and you can't fix it? So God is looking at you saying, Depart from me, I know you not. What will be your answer? Do you have oil? Or is your life empty of the works? You're hollering about your faith, but where's your works to prove it? That's the question that you need to ask yourself. Do I have works to prove the faith? Or is it my mouth that says I got faith? See, my life speaks for me. This is the thing that the Lord wants you to understand when he says in this this parable because here's what it says in 13. Watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. The point is you need to be working until night because no man works at night. So you need to be working. You need to ask yourself have I done What does say of the Lord? Am I working in the community? Am I working in the church? Am I telling somebody about Jesus? Am I telling somebody, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand? Does your life prove you? See, because on the day of judgment, that's what it means. What is this oil? It's your life, baby. It's the thing that's going to speak. You ain't going to stand there opening your mouth because his thing. You might try to jazz your stuff up. That's why he ain't going to have you talking. He going to look at your life and say, push, pull it out. This is Elder Hinton. What do I see? Okay, preach the word. Talk the word led people to Christ, told them to repent, tried to help her sisters and brothers. She had compassion. She had love. She didn't envy. She didn't hate. She didn't scandalize. She didn't backbite. She will not talking about. She didn't gossip. Oh, this girl, come on in here and sit down. She got a lot of oil in her lamp and extra oil in the vessel. But she can't share it because it's all for her but then he gonna come to somebody Now he gonna say sister Bertha ooh look at your list let me pull out the books cause this one ain't in the book and he gonna start telling Bertha everything that she did well, I see where you're so discording the church, but yet you claim to be a mother, supposed to be teaching the young people, but instead you talked about them. You ran them down. Yes, you, you belittled them. You made them feel
1: like they didn't belong. You didn't want them to do nothing in the church. You stopped their dreams. You Wanted to... Oh, look her here.
0: Oh, you had your clique. Oh, you was a clique leader. Yeah. You was always uh, going against anything that the pastor said, anything that the church secretary said, anything that the deacon said. Oh, you was the one that started troubles in the church. See, those are the things that's going to speak. Oh, look here. I see on yours. Hmm. Ain't that something? i told you that i wanted you to do thus and so and i see where you just completely ignored me Mm. ain't that something see you got the answer to these things it tells us in the bible that everybody has to give an account of what they did in this body and your life is going to be the one that's giving that account you don't talk you might laugh Because Lord knows if you was backbiting, scandalizing, gossiping, you a liar. (laughs) So he don't want you to, you can't tarry in his sight anyway. He don't want to hear nothing you got to say. And then man has got a tendency to try and uh, self-preserve themselves. So he know that you'll try to embellish. So instead, he's got the list. See, you got to understand he got the master list about each and every one of us and he's gonna look through that master list and he'll run through it and he's gonna talk about what you did he's gonna call it out and here's the thing everything that you think you did in the dark is gonna be flashing big time in neon sign over your head because he's gonna call it out on the day of judgment so if you got some things that you think is secret and nobody knows about it understand jesus does you better ask for forgiveness while you got time repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. and on judgment day you can't fix it that lascivious behavior that sexual immorality that you're doing in the dark baby it's gonna come to the light you running around setting little fires in the church and hiding your hand throwing rocks and breaking glasses and hiding your hand Understand, it's going to come to the light. Running around, talking how holy you are, but you're running, and you're evil, and you're wicked, and you think that God don't know, but it will come to the light. Everything that you do, it will come to the light. Now, it'll either come on this side, or it's going to definitely come on judgment day because on judgment day, you can't fix it. Everything that you did will be called out. And he gonna either tell you to come in because it's all good, or he gonna tell you to depart because you ain't did nothing for him. You have no works and you have no oil in your lamps. We better start learning as the church That we better stop talking, church, and living it. You better become a true member of his church. That means you are a living part of the body of Christ. Meaning you are doing those things that he has called us to do. You are being obedient. You are loving your neighbors as yourself. You love the Lord thy God first and foremost. Because, see, if we do these two things, everything else falls in place. I'm not going to steal from you. I won't kill you. I'm not going to envy you. I'm not going to hate you. I'm not going to be jealous of you. I'm not going to steal covet. I'm not going to do any of those things to you. If I love the Lord, that God first and foremost, and then love you as I love myself, I'm not going to do any of those things to you. In the church, we need to stop playing church and be the church. Stop talking so harshly with each other. I am so tired of hearing people act like you don't know. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. But please tell me other than when he called them, said that they had turned the temple into a, a money house and that they were turning into a den of thieves. And other than the time that the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees Asked him questions, and he said, what is that to thee? Other than that, tell me when did Jesus speak the way we talk to each other.
1: We talk down to each other. We ask a question, and we got. Somebody had feelings. You don't want yours to be touched
0: up. Oh, my God. Nobody better not come at you, do? oh They don't hurt my feelings. They ain't got to talk like that, baby. You've been talking to people like that daily. So why is it that you can't deal? You can't take it. If you can dish it, be able to take it. Cause if you can't take it, then don't dish it. But I done heard people in the church talk so mean, nasty. Person ask a question, you done cut them down before they can finish. They don't even get finished asking the question. You don't cut them down. And then you don't want nobody to do it to you. Treat me the way you want to be treated. And then maybe you won't get cut down in the middle of your talking because you didn't stop cutting other people down. Because here's the thing that people don't get if I'm talking and you keep cutting through me, Guess what I'm going to do if you keep pushing me? Every time you open your mouth, I'm going to cut through you. Unless I'm just like me where I done got to the point that it's like, really? That's just childish. So I'm just going to do like this. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I finish speaking? Thank you. But you, it's a way to do things. We talk so mean and hateful. And then if you don't agree, you act like the person is just stupid. I'm just getting it. It's keeping it real. So let's be real. Sometimes we talk to people in the church in a meeting and we'll talk to each other like you, you talk down to a person like they just dumb. Do you know how that makes a person feel? As I told some folks once before, I said growing up we heard. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. I said, "That's a lie perpetuated by the devil, because words hurt worse." See, I can heal from a broken bone, and I can heal from a bruise. But if you bruise my feelings, they stay with me, and I got to actually grow and grow a lot to get away from the hurt. That you put there. See, people living today at 80 years old and they dealing with a hurt from when they were eight. So don't tell me that words will never hurt you, because yes, they do. They hurt more than anything. How you talk to me can make a difference. It is the way that we talk to each other that can make a person leave the church and then spread it around. Them some hateful people over there. I ain't never going to that church again. And I'm not going to tell you that this and tell you that it ain't so because I have gone to churches. And the way that the person spoke to me at the church, I said, I guess I can tell you this. I'll never come visit this church again. I said, I don't care if the pastor gets 50 invitations. I ain't going to. And I'm one that support my church. And so I would support my pastor anywhere they went. But on that one. I said, I bet you I don't come back. Nasty set of people. They had bad attitudes. And I didn't go back ever again. He was called back, but I ain't go. So we got to be careful in the church how we talk to each other. How is it that we can talk to a stranger sweetly, but we can't talk to our sisters and brothers? Because you'll talk to a sinner. They Oh, yes, darling. Oh, sweetie, you're so-and-so. Oh, how can I help you? That's, that's a saint, uh, a, I mean a sinner in a, in a company. You can speak so sweetly to them. But then you come into church and a person, hmm, why are you asking something like that? I don't think that's any of your business excuse me but i was just asking a simple question and now you don't talk to me that way but you can talk to a stranger now you and i've been in the church together for 12 15 35 years and you can't talk to me no better than that we better start i'm trying to tell y'all something you can't fix it on judgment day so you can't get to judgment and when he say oh you didn't know how to talk to your sister and brother. You will try to run down the line
1: and go, wait, wait a minute. Uh, uh, sister Bertha, I, I know. I, I treated you dirty. Brother, I don't know what you're doing. Bertha, come on up. And by the time
0: you finish down the line and come back, that door going to be closed. And he going to say, depart from me because I know you're not. So you can't fix it on judgment day. You fix it now. If you know that you got a grudge against somebody, you need to fix that thing. You wondering why your blessings won't flow freely? It's because they being held up by your attitude. See, it is not the Lord that holds you up from being blessed. It's you. People say, I don't know what." look at your life baby look and see did you doubt it did you what well, it didn't happen when you wanted. it did you say the lord just don't move that was a doubt sweetie do you talk ugly to others do you run your sisters and brothers down because see in the bible it tells me that we are supposed to encourage one another especially those of the faith that means before you lifting up the sinner you supposed to encourage the saint oh, i want you to get that one one more time before you lifting up the sinner, you supposed to encourage the saint you need to be taking care of home and your sisters and brothers first, family first, then go to the stranger because the sinner is a stranger because we have no nothing to do, light has nothing to do with darkness. So before you can go and convert someone that's in the street, you need to know how to love yours that's right there in the church with you. Laboring in the vineyard with you every day. Why is it that you say you serve the same Lord that I serve, but I don't see Jesus in you? Where are we at? You better get it straight because you can't fix it on judgment day. When that day comes, it's all over. That's when he gonna drop the mic. Because game over. And if you didn't get it right, you don't have time anymore. So here's the thing you need to get yourself together with the Lord while you have time. Repent. For the day that the Lord returns is very soon. Look at the world, it is as in the days of Noah. We see wickedness in high places we see evil and we see the abomination sitting in the seat of righteousness so we see these things and what does that mean it's because we see preachers every day they not just hirelings anymore they wicked they evil they perpetuating sin they showing lust lascivious behavior They're teaching people homosexuality. They're teaching all the things that go against God. They tell us that we're supposed to do, we're supposed to be this. Let me tell you again. Let me make myself clear. I don't kill you about the homosexuality because a lot of people get so antsy about that. I will love you but hate your sin because if i don't love you i can't tell you about jesus if i'm so holy that i can't love you just because because it's supposed to i love a sinner i want their soul to be saved so we got to learn how to step up and tell the truth don't back down from the bible because the world says we are supposed to baby i'm never gonna And this is how come I tell people all the time, babe, I'm not popular. Because I ain't trying to be. I want to be popular with him. I don't need to be popular
1: with man. Man ain't got a heaven or a hell to put me in. Man can help me go to hell. So I just... And that means I tell you the truth. That's why I say it real. I'm going to stay real no matter what. So
0: I pray that I have said something to help you to understand that you need oil for your lamp. Don't be like the five foolish and let the son of man come and return and the bridegroom come to get his bride and you can't be one. So I want you to look at your life, check yourself and see where you're going. I want you to be blessed and just think on this. And have a blessed week.